With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Bill Handel, on demand from KFI AM 640. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. I'm here to announce that I'm leaving show business to spend more time with my stripper. And now... These shows here just keep getting better and better. Bill Handel. And uh, this is KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Tuesday morning, October 24. Hey, just a quick one before we uh, get to Rich. Uh, the fourth defendant in the uh, Georgia uh, trial in the of the 18 that were implicated in uh, the interference with uh, the election, the presidential election in Georgia, uh, has pled guilty. They're falling like dominoes. Uh, Jenna Ellis is the latest. She was one of the attorneys who uh, were uh, telling uh, Donald Trump, yep, you won. Yep. Uh, the whole thing was rigged. Yep. And here are the legal arguments and came up with legal stuff that made no sense to anybody. She just pled guilty. That's four out of the 18. And it's all coming down. Let me tell you, the arrows are pointing inwards. Uh, all of them admitting it was all a lie. All of them admitting we made it up. All of them admitting, yeah, none of this was true. False papers were filed all over the country. Okay, enough of that. And I'm sure we're going to talk about more of that as uh, the dominoes begin to fall. Now, we're moving over to Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. And it is Tech Tuesday. Rich DeMuro, who is the KTLA Tech reporter uh, and host of Rich on Tech uh, Saturdays here at KFI from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you can also follow him uh, follow him on Instagram at Rich on Tech. Rich, good morning. Good morning to you, Bill. Uh, you you broadcast from like all over the place. Uh, I've noticed that. I yeah, do. You went to Berlin. You were up north this past week. Uh, who pays for all this, by the way? Just curious. <laughs> uh, good question. Uh, me. So um, oh, You're I mean, the one that books the flights and pays for it? Well, it, it depends what it is. But, yeah, most of the time, I mean, yeah, it's, it's either part of my travel at KTLA or it is something I'm doing. Like, I mean, for instance, this weekend I happen to be up in Paso Robles, but I rented a little studio to do my show. So that's... Uh, that's how that happened. I couldn't find a place to do it for free, basically. Yeah, knowing uh, iHeart, uh, of course, they're not going to fly you any place. 
yeah. yeah, that's sort of a given. <laughs> I understand that. They won't pay for parking uh, anyplace. Uh, but I would think KTLA would pay for some of the flights. All right, never mind. Uh, that's just me being cheap. And well, you they do. To- they do pay for some. I mean, look, if it's part of my KTLA stuff and I'm there anyway, okay. yeah, sure. All right, just uh, all right, just uh, let, let's move on. That was me just asking a, a personal question. Now, uh, let's start talking about some uh, topics at hand. Bitcoin uh, just surged 20% up in the last couple of years uh, to now $35,000 per Bitcoin. And uh, why, number one, two, I've never understood Bitcoin or any of the cryptocurrencies ever. Never understood them. Uh, and why did they go? I think Bitcoin was up to 60000 at one point. Yeah. Uh, per Bitcoin. Yeah. And when they first came out, you could buy uh, like 10 for a penny. Yep. Uh, yep. So why did, why did this increase so uh, so rapidly? Well, uh, so, let, yeah, let's just give you a kind of a heads up on what happened. So the price today is the highest price it's been in a year and a half. So Bitcoin, I mean, you haven't heard much about it, right? We haven't mentioned it for a long time because... It's been down in the dumps. It's been really, really bad. But today, it's up to over $34,000, which is, like I said, the highest since May 2022. And the reason? Investors are excited. They're excited because they spotted something. They spotted an ETF on a web page, and they think an ETF is an exchange-traded fund, and they think that the U.S. might be finally approving a Bitcoin ETF that, uh, you know, everyday investors can put their money in, just like they would put their money in, in Pepsi or Coke or Tesla. They can put it into Bitcoin if they have an investment with a major, uh, you know, financial institution. And so what does that mean? That means more people would put their money in Bitcoin. That means more legitimatizing of Bitcoin. And that just means more money for everyone. So that's why the price is up, Bill. But, of course, because the price is up so high, a lot of people have been taking this opportunity to sell their Bitcoin because they're finally wanting to get out. Yeah, since uh, you're not actually buying anything with Bitcoin, it's like some kind of currency based on air. Uh, it's uh, it's it's really there, but it's not there. It's yeah, not based no, it's, on it's not based on anything. No, not really. It, yeah, it's I, computers. I just don't get it. It's, it's literally a currency that lives inside a computer system. But the more people that put trust into that computer system and that currency, um, the more it works. Now, if you think about money in the world, and I'm not a financial expert, but the way I understand it is that back in the day when we made a dollar, we would put like a little bit of gold behind that right, dollar, right? Dollar, yeah. But nowadays, I don't think we do that. We just no, print we money and, and realistically, you are trusting the U.S. government, the faith yeah. of the U.S. government to yeah. back that dollar. Absolutely. So but, here, is. but here, well, no, it's not. And here's why. Because when you're trusting the U.S. government... You are trusting uh, a government based on a real economy, even though it's a lot of trust, even though a dollar is just a piece of paper and it's just a, a fraction of a cent. It is based on the GDP of a country. There's really something backing it up. Right. Bitcoin, there is nothing backing it up. Other, it's, The emperor has no clothes. Right. And well, yeah. it drives me nuts. 
Well, yes, but here's the thing. People are putting their trust into something bigger. This is almost not and, – and the whole point of Bitcoin, uh, by the way, is like you don't want the government to have a stand in your money, right? Like you want this to be something that's independent of any government, which I think is why we've seen um, such a, a slow uptake of this because governments don't really want this. Why, do the, why does the government want something that's out of their control? It doesn't make sense for them, right, financially or otherwise. And so – you're putting when you're putting money into Bitcoin, you're saying, look, I like this computer system. The math works out. The system works out. And we're all as a group putting our faith into this system that no one can mess it up and no one can, you know, fudge with it, whatever. And so I think it is kind of the opposite of what we're talking about with the government. You're putting your faith into that government versus putting your faith into, um, you know, numbers, basically. Yeah, I t- and anybody can open up their own cryptocurrency. You and I could do it. As a matter of fact, let's do it now. Yeah, uh, well, the the Bill DeMuro coin that uh, ship and- has sailed. I think. I think uh, you know the, the a lot of these smaller bit a lot of these smaller cryptos have folded, or you know you just don't hear much about them anymore, which I think is another reason why Bitcoin is up again. Okay, uh, officially the Bill DeMuro coin is available for sale. Oh, you can okay. pick it up on my website. And we're going to start at a buck a coin, and we'll see where it goes. What do you think, Rich? Perfect. And hopefully by next year, it'll be 10000 a coin. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Rich, I was just making fun with you, uh, making fun of you, because you like the new Mario Brothers game. Uh, you think it is excellent. And um, I, first of all, I'm not a gamer, so I don't understand that. But I look at Mario Brothers as uh, my kids when they were nine years old playing this. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> yeah. what I like about it. Oh, you pretend you're nine years old when you play it. Well, okay, got, first off, oh, I was playing with my nine-year-old last night, so um, this is what got me into it. So I said, oh, there's a new new Mario Brothers game. Let's download it. Let's check it out. And sure enough, instantly, I can tell when something is really, really fun and interesting in about two seconds because I played a lot of these you know, games that come out. And this one is like, okay, this is easy to play. It's a uh, 2D scroller, which means... You remember, Bill, the original Mario Brothers. You just went along the screen, right? You jumped over things. You stomped on things. Right. That's what your kids did. Now, the games have gotten very complicated. Have you picked up a controller in the past 20 years? They are insane. They are, they are literally 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's like 16 different possible controls on that thing. So it has become, uh, you know, you either have to be into video games to play these things or you have to know what you're doing. Or you have to want to know. Or you have to be a fighter pilot, effectively, because there's so much going on at the same time. Right. And so it's a lot of moving pieces. So this Super Mario, this this new game is called Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's the same kind of storyline. You know, you're just in the the Flower Kingdom, whatever it is, and you're you're Mario and friends, and you're kind of reclaiming the world, saving Princess Peach, whatever. Um, But the reality is, it's just fun. It's the first game of its kind in 10 years. Like, Nintendo hasn't even made a game like this in a long time. And so it's going to be a hit this holiday season. It's for the Nintendo Switch, and it's one of those games where I guarantee you people are going to be gathering around the TV when the family gatherings happen, Mm. Thanksgiving, the holidays, whatever, because Grandma can play this, the kids can play it, the parents can play it, and everyone will have a good time with this game. And how much is it? Yeah, a little bit more than the games we used to pay. Uh, It was $60. So... um, 
you know, that's kind of pricey, I think. Yeah, I don't know, because if you're talking about that much entertainment for that long a period of time and keeping uh, kids glued for hours at a time on a game so you can get them out of the way for a period of time, I got to tell you, 60 bucks does not seem like a whole lot of money to me. I like I like what you said. Get them out of the way for a period of time. Here, kids, go play this for an hour. Oh, 100 um, percent. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like this is the kind of game where kids are going to play, and the parents that are, you know, of a certain age that have played these back in the in the past are going to say, wait a second, what is that? That looks like the stuff I used to play. Hmm. Um, in, all, in all seriousness, $60, yeah, the prices have gone up on these, you know, Switch games, but the reality is you are not paying in-app purchases, and that's a big difference between this and something like a Roblox or the you know myriad of uh, iPad games out there. Yeah, they might be free, but then you're going to keep your kids are going to pester you for five bucks here, ten bucks here, uh, coins for fifty bucks here. All right, one we have a minute. Uh, what are pause ads? And the streaming services are showing more of them. Oh yeah, get ready for this. So uh, Hulu, Peacock, Max. All showing ads when you pause the screen. So when you pause your show that you're watching, you will see an ad on the screen. And uh, this is to, you know, squeeze more money out of these uh, subscribers and these uh, streaming services. Because we all know that the fastest growing part of streaming right now is ad supported. And so this will not show up if you pay for a premium subscription, you know, ad free. But if you've got one of these advertising supported streaming plans, you may start to see these ads that pop up when you pause and okay, they get I'm, your attention. And uh, hey, you know, it's one more way for these things to make okay, money. I'm, I'm a little confused. You put it on pause and an ad plays. Well, it's a static ad right now, but they uh, can okay. play in the future. But right now it's just static. Like, hey, you know, like one of them they, they said in Variety was like uh, Charmin. It would be like, oh, go enjoy your break. And it's like a Charmin ad. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of them play on the idea that you're taking a break, right? So maybe a Kit Kat ad, something like that. Okay. Well, I don't, that one doesn't bother me, uh, you know, because I'm not, if I'm on pause, I'm doing something else anyway. Uh, I don't sit there glued to the screen, but it's yeah, the... But, uh, it's the commercials or the ads that, number one, you can't zip through and you have to watch. Right. But you'll probably notice these because it's right when you pause. You're like, wait, what's that? I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't expect that. Well, if you're on your way to the bathroom because of an emergency and you see a Charmin ad, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and the bigger the emergency, the, you know, the less you're going to be noticing the ad. Uh, good point. Uh, Rich, thank you much. Uh, this Saturday, 11 to 2, uh, KTLA tech reporter. And uh, he is on Instagram, Rich at Rich on Tech, and the website, richontech.tv. Uh, Rich, you got a lot going on. We'll catch you over the weekend. Thanks, Bill. You All too. right. Take care. All right. Now we've got medical news with Dr. Jim. Uh, Dr. Keeney, paging Dr. Keeney. It's time for medical news with Dr. Jim Keeney. Where the hell is this guy? Is Tuesday, Dr. Jim Keeney, who is uh, the uh, co-director of the ER at uh, Mission Hospital in Mission Viejo. Uh, oh, Jim, did I get that right? I think I did. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Bill. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, I didn't know, and I want you to comment on this. I had no idea that uh, Pasadena is in the middle of the Amazon jungle and dengue fever is flying around. I mean, come on, right here uh, in Southern California, dengue? I mean, it's pretty rare, isn't it? 
Very rare. Yeah. That's always, it's, you know, you, as a doctor, right? You always love to make these rare diagnoses. You make you feel so smart, you know, Oh my gosh, I diagnosed dengue fever. That would be so exciting. But, uh, <laughs> that, you know, it happens because just like it's spread in every, any other country, if you have somebody with dengue fever and the mosquito bites you and then it bites somebody else, that's how it's spread. So, um, it is possible, although extremely rare, to, uh, to get a case where it's, where dengue fever is not endemic. So we do have cases in, you know, the Southeast, in Hawaii. I think there's been some in Texas. You know, so we, we do get cases in the United States, but it's rare. All right, since you have to get it from a mosquito bite, uh, and it, people do come in from those places around the world where there is dengue fever, and as you said, it's uh, endemic, which is just there. It's part of, like, the flu is here. Uh, they come here, and one person gets it? Is that like there's one mosquito flying around? Yeah, I mean that's that's how it, it's not a super easy disease to get. But when every when there's a lot of people out there that actually have it in their blood and a lot of mosquitoes biting, then e- even in those situations, it's not like people are dropping left and right with dengue fever. You only see sporadic cases, even in endemic areas. So it is. It's not the easiest thing to catch. That's yeah. what makes it so rare. And I, I want, I want to ask you this: Someone comes in the emergency room, and there you are on uh, the, you're on call, and he comes in with the normal fever, chills, uh, you know, diarrhea, vomiting, your normal stuff. Uh, where do you go from your normal stuff to dengue fever? How do you get there in terms of diagnosis? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting that certain people say the same things for certain diseases over and over again. Like, for example, when somebody has bleeding in their brain, they use words like, like if they have a stroke and, and there's blood in their brain, they'll say, it feels like a bomb went off in my head. Or they, they say, it feels like I was hit in the head with a lightning bolt. When you hear the words, I was hit in the head with a lightning bolt, I, I swear, it, you get the CAT scan and there's blood there so often. It's ridiculous. And so for dengue fever, it's bone-crushing pain. When people walk in and say something about it hurts so bad, it feels like my bones are in a vice. It feels like my bones are being crushed. Something related to their bones just absolutely being destroyed by pressure and pain, then that triggers it for you. And a lot of times you can make the diagnosis. Now, that's more often what ends up happening nowadays. We have, you know, unfortunately in, in healthcare in the United States, we just go with these viral panels that cost thousands of dollars and so you consult uh, an infectious disease person because the person's super sick and they don't seem to be well enough to go home because they're not holding down fluids or whatever so they're it's beyond it's raised to something beyond the normal flu so they get admitted to the hospital uh, because they can't manage their symptoms on their own at home and then you call an infectious disease specialist you get a a viral panel and it pops up a viral panel will give you dengue fever as uh, the diagnosis well, it's a, you know, again, when you're, when you're calling an infectious disease specialist, you're looking for specific viral panels. So that would be an unusual one to get. You've got to have something that, that might lead you to, towards that. Mm. Like I said, either the person's giving you the symptoms of dengue, which happens to be bone-crushing pain, or, um, or you know, you're, you know that one of their neighbors had it or they travel to an area, or you just get lucky. All right, so uh, we don't have to worry about it, particularly here in uh, Southern California. No, no, okay. you don't have to worry about I'm it. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I, I have one of those mosquito buzzy killer things in the backyard, uh, and it buzzes 
all night long. And I mean, it sounds like there is a short circuit going on the entire night. This little thing looks like a mosquito holocaust container. I mean, it's a third filled. It's just can't believe you would say that, but okay. Yeah, well, that's yeah, true. That... You know, I, you know, I never even thought of that. That's you know, that's a good point. I take that back, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Please, uh, I retract that statement. Okay. Uh, let's take a break and we're going to come back and, uh, experimental pig heart transplant. And there's great news on that. And I have a, um, well, I'm particularly, uh, in favor of pig transplants because I got a couple of pig valves, actually one, but it's a second time go round. So we'll talk about that. Good news on that. And then if we have uh, time, uh, in terms of uh, bacteria infections, treating them before they even begin, it's like minority report. Uh, where we know beforehand what you're thinking. And, uh, Jim, uh, if this story actually does fly, and it's, um, in other words, the experiment is successful, uh, are the wait list for a uh, heart transplant goes away almost instantly, and it's experimental pig heart transplant that shows uh, no sign of rejection or infection, what, a month later? Your thoughts? Right. Um, this is, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting thing, right? Because we already use pig valves, right? Yeah, I've got and, one. Uh, yeah, you, you have one yourself. And, the, and pig valves are great uh, because you don't need to use blood thinners and other things like that. But they don't, uh, they're not perfect, right? They wear out in people that are over, uh, that are under 65. The problem is that sometimes they will just, you know, start, start really breaking down quickly and they're not ideal. Then we got to use a mechanical valve and mechanical valve is, uh, you know, it is even more difficult because the person has to be on blood thinners for the rest of their lives. Uh, and they have a high risk, very high risk of developing a blood clot. And so you're balancing them between this dangerous blood clot medicine or not. So, yeah, this would be a game changer if uh, if all of a sudden we can grow hearts for humans, you know, in pigs. Uh, and and the, this first case, one case, not not something that we suddenly we can say, hey, this is going to fix everything, but definitely an exciting direction to go. So uh, when you this this is one case. So there's a paper going to be written of this of this, of course. Now, is this aberrational, unique, uh, freakish, out of the box, as in there have been hundreds of attempts to try this and one has succeeded? Or does it look like it's going to go in the direction that this may actually be a thing? Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of this is how it happens, right? Is you you they did another patient apparently the same group uh, did a transplant on another patient, but that person was much sicker. So when you go for compassionate use, you're you're really only selecting probably the worst possible cases for this type of thing because they have reasons that normal heart transplants or other transplants would not work. And maybe they've been extended on artificial, you know, uh, bypass for some reason. So, you know, you're not dealing with the, the ideal cases for it. Number one, they, they did another case. That person did not survive. And the autopsy on that one said that there was, it was multifactorial. It wasn't that the heart pig was rejected or the pig's heart was rejected. It was multifactorial. So this is exciting, but it's the first one in that direction. And then, and you just, you, you build on that. It's just a small building block that you continue to build on and see where it lands. Uh, as far as uh, the uh, transplants and even human transplants, we don't know anything about the pig transplant because that's kind of early days. But uh, the anti-rejection drugs, have they gotten better over the years or we're basically using the same stuff? It's the same stuff. I mean... 
we, we've dialed it in a little bit better so that we're not wiping people's immune systems out and they actually can still you know, somewhat fight off uh, occasional, you know, infection here and there, as opposed to completely wiping out their immune system. I would imagine, I mean, I haven't been in the hospital doing a heart transplant since, you know, since I was in residence or in medical school at UCLA. And, uh, you know, I would imagine still in the initial stages, they are just absolutely just wiping their immune system so that it has no response as much as possible. That's what, that's pretty close to what they used to do. I would, I would bet they're still doing that. And then you back off you know, as you can and, and monitor the heart's function. Cause that's the first thing that happens. If you're going to reject the heart, the first thing you see is as your body rejects it, the function starts dropping. So if you follow the heart function, you can follow the rejection level. That's neat stuff. And, uh, it's still, uh, I think, well, uh, Neil Savage had a kidney transplant, uh, here, uh, who's on KFI and, you know, Neil, and I mean, yeah. he takes these handfuls of drugs every day, uh, and uh, and you have to do it at a certain time. I mean, it's it's pretty rigorous, and I'm assuming that's still the case going back from when the first transplant started. Yeah, I mean, I really some of the patients and the things that we ask them to do, I, it, it's a hard job. I really don't know how everybody does it. You know, com- medication compliance is a whole other topic, and as we make it more complex the chances that somebody's actually going to take all those pills on time at the right time with food, without food, with water, without water, you know, it's just, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm assuming the only drug you never have to worry about people taking on time is Viagra. That seems to work all the time, doesn't it? All right. (laughs) By the way, he laughs and it's absolutely true. Uh, Jim, thank you. This is KFI AM 640 uh, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You've been listening to The Bill Handel Show. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.